Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. I never do that. It's a Monster Monday kicking off draft week 2023. I am beyond fired up. We're wrapping up our critically acclaimed draft prospect series with Greg Cosell. Talking defensive backs momentarily. Wait, wait, what? Greg Cosell on a Monday? Yes, Because I want to make sure all of you and everybody that listens to all of the Greg Cosell positional breakdown has ample time before the first round kicks off on Thursday night. We also finished up talking about the defensive backs this morning with Emery Hunt on the College Draft podcast as well. So you got a double dose of shows that you can go back through, listen Watch over at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL to make sure you are totally ready and prepared for one of my favorite weekends of the year, the NFL Draft. We are presented by DraftKings always, and we have winners every week. I like sending you guys stuff. I Look, we have thousands of people that listen to the show. I love that you devote 25 to 30 minutes at a minimum to our content every day. And I like to reward those of you that go the extra mile by spreading the word via social media. I'm doing a quote tweeter this week. Just someone that quote tweets either at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker pod. When we post something, a highlight clip or the full episode of a show sponsor confirmation email winner is so easy. There's so many amazing sponsors. I am borderline obsessed with the Game Time app, I look at Hershey, I look at Baltimore, I look at Philadelphia. You can easily just use the code, the Game Time app, get some awesome summer concert tickets, whatever. And then the YouTube shout-out's cool because that's fun for me to do a video for you guys and I email it to you. I just did one over the weekend for uh, Josiah. It was for his fantasy team. So that I could do it for your fantasy team. Whatever it is, let me know. All you have to do is go to YouTube.com slash NFL. Hit the thumbs up to subscribe and then literally comment on any video. Even if you just say, Ross, I just want 
the cameo video, the shout out video, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Just like there's nothing wrong with little Greg Cosell on a Monday. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg, last but not least, let's dive into the defensive backs doing this on a Monday this week so that everybody has plenty of time to hear your breakdowns or watch youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL before the first round Thursday night. Let's start with corners. And it seems like it's a pretty good class for corners. Obviously, there's a couple guys whose names pop up in the top 10 a bunch. Was there a guy that jumped out to you? I mean, if I had to make a list, you know you know how I feel about lists, Ross, but if I had to make a list, I'd probably start with Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Um, really good size. Uh, you know, in this league, at some point, you have to line up and be able to play press man coverage. Um, that's the way the league has, has evolved with a lot of the shorter passing games. If you just play off coverage and you don't disrupt receivers, you're going to struggle because with the quicker game pass games in the league, it's sometimes depending on down and distance, it becomes more difficult to get to the quarterback. So instead of being able to disrupt the quarterback, you have to disrupt receivers off the line of scrimmage. So press man is, is a necessity in this league for corners. Um, And I think that, you know, we're dealing with a guy that has tremendous length. Um, He has size, length, speed, fluidity, competitiveness, he makes it look easy at times. He's smooth as silk. Is there a negative there? Because this is all I've heard about this guy. I mean, I, I don't know that I've heard a negative yet about him. Um, you know, I don't think that there's a, a big-time negative on tape. There's always a couple of things that you need to clean up. You know, at times in press man, he got back on his heels, and that sometimes would negatively impact his balance. And, and to compensate, sometimes he'd reach. Um, and just not quite be on balance. Uh, there were times where, which this happens to most corners, at just because when they're playing good receivers, but there were times he lost contact with the receiver at the top of his route stem and then had to recover. But he's got the fluidity and quickness to recover. Um, you know, I think that one of the main things that's rarely talked about with corners and is critical, and for the most part, Gonzalez can do it, but there were times he didn't, is you have to be able to stop. You know, it's true with receivers and corners, Ross. You have to be able to stop. No one thinks about that. You <laughs> know, because, you know, th- think about if a receiver runs a, a, a curl route or a, or a comeback route, you know, at some point you have to be able to stop without taking five, six, seven steps. You know, just like a receiver has to be able to stop so that he doesn't take seven steps to break off a comeback. So, you know, I think that there were a few times where Gonzalez just didn't quite stop. But these are these are more nitpicks because you asked me, you know, what shows up on tape. Overall, you're dealing with a high level corner prospect that has every trait you would like to see for today's NFL. All right. The guy that I'm really intrigued by is Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, Greg. 5'11 and a half, 181. He doesn't have great size. He also is not a burner. So no. how good how good must this guy be to be ranked in the top 10 of these drafts with being not having great size or great speed? Well, it's funny you say that because and that's 
why you have to watch full games because I watched a number of games, obviously, in which uh, receivers ran by him. And the ball was not thrown to the receiver, but the receivers ran by him. That's one of the questions you have with Witherspoon. Now, he did run really well on his separate pro day because he was injured. Um, So we'll see. But that's what the tape shows. Um, Particularly when he was in off coverage, he was a little slow to open up, flip his hips and turn to run. Um, But what you really love about this kid, and I don't know if you got a chance to see him doing any games, is this kid is feisty. He's competitive. um, He's kind of a pain in the ass. um, He plays pissed off. Uh, you know, you love the, the swagger with which he plays. I guarantee that coaches, defensive back coaches, will love to have this kid in their room and on the field. Um, you know, his he plays with such a high level of competitive toughness. And he does have quick, explosive feet. He, he's aggressive and decisive in his reactions. There's no hesitation in how he plays. He might get beat once in a while, but there's absolutely no hesitation in the way he plays. So then you got the the flip side to that, Greg. You've got Joey Porter, who Joey Porter Jr., who has great length and great speed, but isn't typically ranked as high as Witherspoon or thought to go as high as Witherspoon. So obviously something is missing there. Well, he played he tended to be very handsy and grabby throughout routes. And you know from doing college games, Ross, that you can do that more in college football. You can't do that in the NFL. So he'll need to get that cleaned up. But you're dealing with a guy that's a little freakish. He's over 6'2". His arm length, think about this, Ross, his arm length is 34 inches. That's freakish. So he is. he has everything you want to line up and be a press man corner, which is essentially what he is. And we know the importance in today's NFL – of that boundary X wide receiver, the receiver who lines up to the short side of the field. He's the only receiver to the short side, very often on the back side of three receivers to the other side. And you need corners that can match up man to man, play both press and off. He is a quintessential press man corner. He's got height. He's over six, two. He's, you know, about one ninety five. Um, he's got good speed, but that arm length, you know, he, he can just stick out those arms and he can disrupt receivers routes. And because his arm length is so long, he can do that without losing his balance. So, you know, he, he looks the part for sure, but he's definitely going to have to clean up the fact that he's very handsy and grabby throughout routes. Gosh, I would have killed for 34 inch arms, killed for 34 inch <laughs> arms. All right. And then you got some other guys, Greg. I'm curious if who jumps out to you out of this group. I'll throw a bunch at you. DJ Turner, Keely Ringo, Deontay Banks, Emmanuel Forbes, Julius Brent, Cam Smith. Is there any of those guys that you really, you really liked? Yeah, Deontay Banks. In fact, again, if I had to make a list, he'd be my number two corner. Um, he's another guy that has great length. Um you know, he's six feet. He's 197. He His athletic testing measurables were terrific. Um, he is another press man corner. You know, when you watch, he played in the Big Ten, and you always want to see corners play against Ohio State, you know, not only because of Marvin Harrison, but I think they have three uh, five-star receivers. So you want to see, you know, guys match up certainly to Harrison, but to anybody at Ohio State. And he had some really, really good press man uh, reps with – um 
uh, Marvin Harrison and some others as well. Rasheed Rice from, uh, from uh, SMU, I believe. Um, you know, so he's another one of those guys that has size, length, athleticism, really good in press man. He can play zone as well. So to me, he's scheme versatile. Um, but I think you look at him and say, this guy is a press man corner and that's what he is. And he's really good at it. And I really, really liked his tape a lot. So I know he's thin, Greg, but Emmanuel Forbes had six pick sixes in college football. I mean, Greg, you're good if you have six pick sixes. Like you, you figured something out to be able to do that. I feel like that translates the next level. What did you see from Forbes? Yeah, Forbes is is an outlier and an exception because he's 166 pounds. So you have to decide what that means to you. Um, he's six one. Uh, again, his testing measurables are really, really good. Um, they played a ton of off coverage. I mean, he can play press. You saw it on tape. But at Mississippi State, they played a ton of off coverage. I think he's really good in zone. He showed a good feel for spacing. He read route concepts. I thought he played really well with his eyes, which, you know, as you know, you hear that all the time in, in cornerback and defensive back meeting rooms, that it's about, you know, alignment, assignment, and playing with your eyes in zone coverage. Um, because he's long, stride length is a factor for him. You know, he can eat up ground. Um, it's hard to get over the top of him because he understands how to use his length and his size. Um, so you just have to decide what 166 pounds means to you. Is his length and higher level athleticism and savvy and understanding enough to compensate for his really thin frame? I, I can't answer that. Uh, teams have to answer that. What about Ringo, Greg? Because that's another one where I see, okay, Georgia – I remember the pick six against Bama. He's 6'2". He's really fast. That's another one that I'm wondering, what, is it just a technique thing? What's his deal? Yeah, I, I um, you know, he came out of, of high school as the number one corner prospect in the nation. He was a top 20 recruit, obviously, because, you know, all that got him to Georgia. That's why he's at Georgia. Um, you know, he's got size, as you said. He ran well. Uh, he doesn't play to that speed on tape. Um, he's certainly most comfortable playing press, uh, but I think he's got some issues. Uh, he's very straight line linear in his movement. He's tight hipped. He's a perfect example of what I was saying earlier. He can't stop. You can run curls, comebacks all day long against him. He just really has a hard time stopping. Uh, and, and because he, he knows that that's an issue, he has a glaring tendency to grab receivers at the top of the route stem. That has to be cleaned up. I, I've been told he's working with Richard Sherman, obviously someone really good to work with, incredibly smart, terrific player in the league for a long time. Um, and, and But he needs to clean up some things or he's going to have a tough time in the league. Interesting. Uh, when we come back, I want to transition to the safeties in this year's class. All right, Greg, you know, it's interesting because I said let's talk safeties, but it feels like there's some disagreement as to just what Brian Branch from Alabama is. I've seen him listed as a corner. I've seen him listed as a nickel. I've seen him listed as a safety. That usually tells me he must be pretty good. He must be able to do a bunch of different things if he's listed at three different positions. What do you see from Branch? What do you think he is? 
Well, what I think and know he is, is a terrific football player. Um, This guy is really a good player. And, you know, there's one thing he does, which no one talks about, and is kind of a lost art, Ross. He tackles. He is a great tackler. But he is scheme versatile. Getting to your point about where do you play him, he predominantly played in the slot at Alabama, but he can play safety. I think you could play him at safety in your base. You could play him in the slot in your sub. Uh, and he's just a really, really good player. Um, you know, he plays with his eyes exceptionally well. You know, it's funny. I, I know you were not at the combine this year, but you know that drill they use for receivers where they run that gauntlet and they just throw the ball to them? Yeah. You know, they, they do that with DBs as well. Well, he looked like a receiver running through that. He caught everything. He's so he's such an easy player. Now, there'll be people who look at his size, 5'11 and 5'8, 190. His 40 time was not great. You know, his his athletic testing measurables were not great, but he's just a really, really good player. He was one of my favorite players to watch on tape. And I just think he'll be a really good player in the league. And I think he'll play in the slot and I think he'll play some safety. I want to get to some of the other safeties. Uh, my guy, I watched a lot the last couple of years. Really interesting. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the guy the year before in Jaquan Brisker. They both played at Lackawanna Junior College before going to Penn State. That's Jair Tig Brown, Greg. He's one of those guys that it felt like the ball found him or he found the ball somehow. Yeah, I really, I really liked his tape a lot. Um, you know, I think he's he's a really, really good player. Now, you know, he's a guy that, you know, people might look at his his 40 time and say that's a problem. But I think he's one of the better safety prospects in this draft with his combination of traits, his versatility to play multiple roles. I mean, when Penn State went to sub on third down, he was often in the box. He was on the line of scrimmage. He blitzed, um, you know. At his core, he's probably a back-end safety. Now, despite the 40 time, the tape showed very good play speed and range to play both split safety, which you don't need as much, and I even think he can play snaps at post safety in single high coverages. But, you know, he matched up man-to-man on on tight ends. He matched up man-to-man on slot receivers. Uh, He rushed, as I said, uh, you know, as, as a blitzer. I think that this guy is a is a really strong prospect, and he did in some ways remind me of Jaquan Brister. Um, you know, and and, and you know Brown. Um, to me, he's just a really good player, really good prospect. Any other safeties jump out to you? Whether it's Antonio Johnson or uh, either one of the Illinois kids, Jartavius Martin or Sidney Brown. Gosh, Illinois had a lot of DBs. Yeah, I really like Jatavius Martin, and I'm very curious to see how he's seen in the league because he played safety and corner. Another guy in some ways like Branch. Martin also played outside corner, though. But, I mean, he's got a ton of versatility to his game. So the question is, how does a team and a coaching staff see him in the context of their defense? I mean, you're dealing with a guy that played, you know – in 2022, he predominantly played slot, by the way, played – 500 snaps in the slot he played about 200 snaps at safety and he played almost 100 snaps at outside corner think about that for a minute and he was good in every single spot so the question is what is he in your defense but I can tell you one thing 
He is a really good player. In some ways, he's like a lower-level Brian Branch. Um, but Martin was the guy uh, of the two quote-unquote safeties that I really liked in the Illinois defense. Well, I really like talking football with Greg Cosell each and every week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Can't wait to dissect the draft with you, Greg, next week. Can't believe it's here already. Check him out on social media at Greg Cosell. Thank you so much, Greg. Thanks, Ross. So good. Greg is so, so good. You know what else is so, so good? The bat blue light. It just tastes so good when it touches your lips. Think about what we got going right now. The hockey playoffs, the NBA playoffs, NFL draft. Now, I'll be working the draft for the Eagles, so I won't be able to just sit there and crush Labatt Blue Lights. But if I were you, I would. Take things to the next level. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Duck Steaks. All right, Ross, we'll start with the Cowboys picking up the fifth-year option for wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Right, and I know there's a fifth-year option tracker somewhere, and you know we'll get into a lot more of these next week because I believe the deadline, Jack, is May 2nd, and a lot of teams wait till the last second. A couple different reasons, right? Number one, well, what if something happens to the guy? You don't want to guarantee his salary – for two years from now, and then something happens and you guaranteed it before you had to. That's number one. Number two, most of the time, when they're saying that they're going to wait, they don't have to make that decision yet, they're going to wait to the last second, they're not going to do it. They're not going to exercise it. Because now that it's fully guaranteed as soon as they exercise it, as opposed to just an injury guarantee, they're just not doing it nearly as much anymore. And some of them get burned by it, but... That's a lot to guarantee a guy's salary for two years from now that you're not totally sold on. So we'll get into a lot more of these decisions next week as they come down the pike. Duck Stakes. Bill signed kicker Tyler Bass to a big money deal, and the Ravens Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley is set to sign his restricted tender on Monday. You love saying that. Everybody loves saying that. They think they're so funny. They love saying Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley. First of all, good for Tyler Bass. Um, I like when anybody gets paid, even kickers. And then Tyler Huntley, it is kind of interesting. Nobody had any interest in him as a restricted free agent. You see what some of these other guys have gotten on their contracts. I don't know. Tyler Huntley worth $4 million for one year as a backup quarterback? Probably. But then these other teams probably thought, well, the Ravens will just match anyway. They kind of have to at this point because of Lamar Jackson being up in the air. So I think he's like the last restricted free agent to sign, and he will be signing today. Duck Stakes. The NCAA approves rule clock or the rule change to change the run to run the clock after first downs. This is significant. Yeah, as a guy that does a college game on television pretty much every Saturday, this is significant news because I've never really understood why they did stop the the first downs, you know, stop the clock on first downs. It definitely adds a decent amount of time to the game. They're still going to stop it in the last two minutes, which is kind of when it really matters anyway. So I don't see it affecting the games very much other than shortening them a little bit. Duck Stakes. 
The NFL suspends Lions wide receiver Jameson Williams six games for betting in an NFL facility while Lions Quintez Cephas and C.J. Moore and Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games during the 2022 NFL season. The Lions promptly cut Cephas and Moore. So I think this is going to be my Labatt take of the week, Jack, because I feel pretty strongly about this. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. When something like this happens and all of the whiners, the complainers, the people that don't believe in taking accountability come out of the woodwork, that's so hypocritical and that's so unfair. Well, first of all, the NFL teams are very clear with their players about the betting policy. Very clear. And over 2,000 players didn't do this. So the Detroit Lions didn't do a good enough job getting the message across to their players. That's an organizational issue, not a league issue. Because again, over 2,000 players didn't break these rules. More importantly, I saw this a million times on Twitter. Oh, but the NFL is going to have all these Sportsbook advertisements. NFL is so hypocritical. You can bet there, but the players can't. Yeah. How many times do we have to go over this? The players get almost 50 cents on every dollar. So any advertising ad, any advertising in the stadium, the players get a huge chunk of that money. So the NFL coming down hard on players betting so that the sports books keep advertising, helps the salary cap go up, helps the players get more money. How do people not understand this? It's not hypocritical at all. The players should want the league to be strict about this so that the gambling revenue continues to flow in. So frustrating. I don't think we have time, Jack, for an email. So I'm just going to say shout-outs are in order. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, who else we got? We've got humanheadnyc.com, stakeoutsports.com, go-bangles.com, evergreeneconomics, backofficeschedule.com, and of course, myfrontpagestory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.